Welcome to PLSJ's podcast, where the Public Library of Steubenville in Jefferson County shares with you our favorite quirky questions, finds out what leaders in our community are reading, interviews local authors, and so much more. This podcast is part of the Ask Us series, where the reference librarian shares answers to some of our favorite questions from the past and provides information on topics you've pondered but didn't know who to ask. Now you do. Happy holidays. Whatever holiday you celebrate this time of year, your mind is probably turning to gift giving. And the person who gives the gift might very well be a certain jolly man in a red suit. But where did that jolly man, who some of us know as Santa Claus, come from? How long has he been giving gifts? And why does he give them out in the first place? It all starts back in the fourth century with a bishop of Myra, Greece, by the name of St. Nicholas. Nicholas was known as a kind man, obviously eventually achieved sainthood, and was the patron saint of not only gift-giving, but of sailors, merchants, archers, orphans, laborers, and scholars, among other things. So he was a well-known and well-regarded saint. And his feast day was celebrated on December 6th. One of the ways that this would be celebrated is people would exchange gifts. The reason for this being a story about St. Nicholas. There was a man, whether he was a poor man or a nobleman who had fallen on hard times, depends on who you hear the story from. But this man had three daughters. The daughters were all godly and beautiful, but weren't available to be married because the man could not provide a dowry. So good St. Nicholas snuck up to the house and threw on three separate occasions bags of gold through the window. In some versions, the bags of gold landed in stockings that had been hung by the fireside to dry. But with that gold, the man was able to provide a dowry and the daughters were able to get married. And thus, the giving of gifts was associated with St. Nicholas and St. Nicholas Day. In some cases, obviously most people didn't have gold to give, but they would often leave oranges in stockings, which if you ever got an orange in your stocking for Christmas, that comes from St. Nicholas and an orange being at least close in color to gold. Well, then Martin Luther gets involved in the story. I'm sure you've all heard of Martin Luther and the Reformation, but Martin Luther was not a fan of the veneration of various saints and the celebration of saints' feast days, but he knew that people would want to have a holiday where they were giving gifts. So this was, of course, December 6th being close to the already established holiday of Christmas. And so Martin Luther decided that it would be a good idea for people to exchange gifts on Christmas. He had originally proposed that it be the Christkin, or Christ child, that gave the gifts on Christmas. Other places decided that it would possibly be something like Father Christmas that they have in England, or the Christkin occasionally became referred to as Kris Kringle, 
which is just a corruption of the word Christkind. Uh, in some cases, the Christkind is not considered the actual Christ child, but an angel favored by Christ. And said angel was often portrayed in Christmas pageants by a teenage girl and can be accompanied by everyone's favorite Christmas boogeyman, the Krampus. Because, of course, since the Christkind is giving the gifts, somebody has to be punishing the bad children. And... In other places, they decided that while the gifts would be given on Christmas, it would still be St. Nicholas. And sometimes Nicholas is accompanied by the Krampus, and sometimes by a not quite politically correct figure called Black Peter, who is literally a black man, who in later years went from the one who was handing out punishment to just Santa Claus's black helper. Well, Santa Claus, or St. Nicholas, eventually made his way to America by way of the Dutch. But the Dutch still revered St. Nicholas, and indeed, the ship that brought them to New Amsterdam had St. Nicholas as its figurehead. Since he was the patron saint of sailors, this was a good figurehead to have. Santa Claus, by the Dutch, was called Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas was, of course, giving gifts on Christmas, and everybody thought this was a good idea. And Sinterklaas, as you may have heard, eventually became corrupted to Santa Claus. Which, you know, say Sinterklaas fast, but Sinterklaas was indeed St. Nicholas, as was the person who is depicted in A Visit from St. Nicholas, or also known as Twas the Night Before Christmas, by Clement Clark Moore. However, despite this being referred to as St. Nicholas, or St. Nick, and it never being called Santa Claus, this is the first depiction we get of a fat, jolly man, stomach like a bowl full of jelly, being the one who gives out the gifts. This is where we first, in 1822, get the idea of our Santa Claus. The image was solidified by a cartoonist by the name of Thomas Nast. Nast provided us with a modern image in the middle of the 19th century of Santa Claus. He took Clement Clark's Moore's image of St. Nicholas you know, he added the toys, but there he was, a jolly fat man with a white hair and beard and a cap and a fur trim on his red clothes, where previously St. Nicholas had been depicted as one might expect a saint, a tall, thin man wearing robes and a bishop's mitre. So the question is, are they all the same person or are they all different? You'll have to ask the child in your life who believes in Santa Claus. And whether you believe in Santa Claus or not, I hope you're not sorry you asked. Thanks for listening to PLSJ's podcast. Have a question you want the answer to? Visit the library's website at steubenvillelibrary.org or email the reference department at shapabranch at seolibraries.org.